Welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast, where you will build confidence and personal value. Confidence is knowing, knowing the truth. And when you know the truth of your personal value, then you will be confident. I am Loy Day. How do you view December? Is it a good month to sell? Are people still buying? What mindset is needed during this time of year? You will find that our internal mindset determines the answer to these questions. In this episode, I talk about the mindset around December. You may be able to carry this into the whole year ahead. In guide culture, we talk a lot about how to build your business, build your life, be productive, move forward, have a good attitude, all those things. And one of the things that we know that we run into are times when it seems like it's not a good time to be in business or not a good time to go for it or nobody's buying right now, it's Christmas time or it's December or there's always a reason to why we shouldn't do something. Well, it won't work now, so let's wait till next month. Well, it won't work now, so maybe I should wait till next year. I'm just not quite ready right now, so I'll do this later. Those are always in our head. Those are always options that we have. And December can be one of those times. 2020, for a lot of people, was one of those times. One of those times like, I don't know what to do, It's not a good time. I just need to wait. And so we're going to call this segment Double Down December. This is the month of December. And what we consider is double down because we talk a lot about what is the mindset we need for all these things. What is the heart set? What are some skills and techniques that we need? And we feel like if we can get ourselves on the right track with some skills and techniques and we get that track running in the right direction, with the right mindset and the right heart set, then we can make some progress towards the things that we want to do. So today we're going to talk about double down December. And the first thing let's talk about is the mindset and attitude around all these times, whether it be December 2020 or whatever the situation, that might be a reason to think that you can't do anything. I'm going to start with a story. You know, I'm an insurance guy. I'm an insurance agent for years, and I've used this material, this guy culture material, to build my business. And this is when we started training on this because we saw that it was effective and other people were using it. So I'm going to use an insurance agent story. And this story was one that I heard years and years and years ago. It is a story of this insurance agent in this small town. There was actually three agents in this very small town. And two of the agents were doing about as much business as you would expect from a small town. One of the agents in that town was breaking company records. He was on top of the whole program. He was an awesome agent doing a lot of business. And really the only difference between him and the other two agents and really many of the agents in the whole company was the fact that he believed that there was business out there. And he went about business and he went after it with the mindset that it is there. And I've had many associate agents or agents that work for me through the years that would say, oh, I can't sell anything this month. It's December. Nobody's buying 
in December. At least that was their excuse. Nobody's buying in December, so they had talked themselves into the reason that they couldn't sell or that they, they shouldn't sell. And that is a big mistake because whatever we believe will be the case. We have to first believe that the business is out there and go after it in a way that we can find it because we can find it because it is out there. It is always your decision to decide whether people are buying or not, whether this time of year is good or not. And the thing that I would tell these agents or these people that work for me that would say, well, I just don't think there's any business out there. I can't sell right now. And my thing was, well, maybe I should call my mortgage company and ask me if we can skip the mortgage payment this month or the rent payment this month. Or maybe we shouldn't even do payroll this month since no one is buying. So whether you work for yourself or work for someone else, you've got to realize that we all want to be paid every month of the year. Therefore, we must go work and sell and be productive every month of the year. And so the first thing is the mindset or the belief that business is there and go get it. The second thing we want to talk about here is ambition. The word ambition. I was reading the other day and that word popped up and I thought, hmm, ambition. What does that really mean? Let me think of ambition. Actually, the word popped up. I was actually reading scripture and it was talking about the apostle Paul was ambitious. He was ambitious about what he was doing. And I thought, well, is ambition good or is ambition bad? But he was ambitious. And I always look at the etymology of the word, which is the history of the word. And I look at the current definition to try to see what they're saying about this word ambition. And um, the etymology says is to go around a striving for favor, a desire for honor, thirst for popularity, overreaching desire, pride. That's what the etymology, the history of the word. The definition today says it's a strong desire to do or achieve something typically requiring determination and hard work. A strong desire that requires determination and hard work. Well, the Apostle Paul was ambitious, that's for sure. It's almost like an obsession. And really, honestly, how do we get to any goal without being obsessed by it? It's hard to be casually pointing towards a goal. You can be casually pointing, but to really get there, you really have to obsess over it. You have to have a strong desire to do or achieve that something, and it should take determination and hard work. The story that I remember of myself when I thought years ago that, man, maybe I am ambitious. I was um, what we call walking and talking. I was walking around trying to prospect, going into retail shops during the Christmas, Christmas season. As a matter of fact, it was Two days before Christmas, it was right on the verge of Christmas. And back then, I wore a coat and tie, had an overcoat. It was spitting snow. It was beautiful, kind of brisk. And the Christmas spirit was in the air. And I was in a strip shopping center, walking up and down and just really enjoying it. I mean, prospecting is one of the most fun things you can do because there's no pressure. You're just meeting people. And I walked into this one store, and this store owner, I ran into him, introduced myself, you know, kind of told him what I was doing. And he looked at me and he said, young man, you must be hungry. And I just kind of took a step back and I thought, am I hungry? Is that what he sees? And actually, I felt proud because I was. I was being ambitious. I was determined 
through hard work to go after it. And it was right on the verge of Christmas. It was a couple of days before Christmas. The point is, December is a time to go prospect and do the work just as much as any other time of the year. And really, prospects, people seeing you do that work, I think they appreciate it and they admire it. That's why many businesses, I think no matter what you're doing, you should be always trying to get more business. You're always selling, trying to multi, what we call multi-line, trying to find a new line of product that someone can buy from us, asking for referrals. All those things that go around sales really are expected within any business. If I'm a customer and I have a, a business person on the other end, a customer service rep or whoever they are, and I hear them saying things to me towards what can we do to earn more of your business? What can we do to earn your referrals? Are you happy? You know, are you going to stay with our service? They're reselling me or upselling me or cross-selling to referrals. I hear sales language coming out of their mouth. I respect that. And I also know that they're going to be in business for the long haul because If you're not trying to go find the new business, you won't be in business for the long haul. And another example of handling challenging circumstances is going to be a story of uh, Alex Tutoro. He's the owner of Sit Means Sit. We did a podcast with him just a few podcasts ago, actually. And he told a story of, um, of what happened to him when when COVID hit, he was running his, he has a, a dog training business. He was running the business. And when COVID hit, he did like many of us and started watching the news and sat there and said, there's no business. I can't do anything. And eventually he called one of his mentors. He said, man, business is bad. I have nothing on the books. It's terrible. I don't know what to do. And the mentor said, well, what are you feeding your mind? What's your nutrition right now mentally? And Alex looked at him and he said, it is junk. I am feeding my mind junk. All I'm doing is listening to the news and sitting around thinking there's no business. So he changed his mindset. He decided I'm going to feed myself the good information. I'm going to get the right input into my mind. I'm going to get off the news and listen to and read positive material and get around positive people. And I'm going to start providing value to my customers. I'm going to go out there and let them know I'm in business and I'm going to give extra value and with an upbeat attitude. And his business turned around. He started seeing business come through all over the place. The same exact thing happened to us here at Guide Culture. We went in there in a team meeting in March when things started shutting down. And the first thing someone said is, we must have to stop selling. We are no longer in business because people can't buy right now. They're out of work. I said, well, it's one of two things. Yes, people are still buying. We still have the same percentage of the population that need our services. It may be different people, but they still need it. Some people are saying, wow, Now I have to work from home. I have some extra time on my hands. I need to get some personal development going. Some people may be saying, I have been watching guide culture for so long. This is now my opportunity to take it. And some people could be saying, right now, I've got to go find second work. I've got to go find something else. This is not my time for guide culture. But irregardless at guide culture, our job is to double down. 
what we did was we doubled down on content. We started delivering content. We did a podcast a day, and we started adding value everywhere we could. We're trying to find the customers that might be looking for us right now. It depends on the situation, but the point is you double down and go do what you have to do in all times, but to be paralyzed and do nothing is a problem. So it starts with the belief, business is out there. I just need to go find it. There's an opportunity for me out there to do something. I just need to go find it. And if we get to the point that we're adding value over and over and over as we add value, as we do good things, then we forget about the bad thing and we start feeling good and our body language changes and we become more viable. Somebody might want to do business with us because they like our demeanor. And one other thing that I always do in December, it's always been one of my instincts. It's just an instinct, no science around it. But I do believe activity, being productive with good activity, with a noble cause, makes us feel better. It makes us do better. So many times in December, especially towards the end, towards Christmas, I'll start enjoying the family and all that. And it'd be two or three days where things may be a little bit slower. We may have a couple of days where we just veg out. That's just what we do in just a big family time, a lot of eating and all that. And I notice that the new year usually starts about the second week in January. It's always the second week, sometimes the third week in January before everybody gets back to work and we're back in business as usual. At least I've noticed that. And so what I do is I start my new year on December the 26th. On the 26th is when mentally I start the new year. I start the exercise program. I start the nutrition. I start getting the productive activities, the prospecting, the whatever I do business-wise. I try to get on the horse on December 26th. And if I do that, then I'm probably three weeks ahead of a lot of the competition who are waiting until, you know, the middle of January to get things going again. And I really think it's, it, like I said, it gets ahead of the competition. It's good for the attitude because being busy improves at least my attitude. And idleness, especially when you're trying to make a living, idleness creates stress. You're stressing about what you need to be doing. So I think it's better just to get busy. The second thing we talk a lot about here is planning and motivation. This is the heart and emotion part of guide culture of this double down December. The heart and emotion is what we call planning and motivation. Because in life, let's face it, we really get what we want and expect. If we are ambitious, if we're driven, if we really want something and we expect it, we're willing to do the work that it takes to get there, then we'll get it. A lot of times people will want something, but they don't really expect it. You got to do the work, a lot of work to have a, a true expectation that you've earned it. Uh, to earn something, have confidence, it's not a gift, it's something you actually earn. And one of the things that we're always trying to improve is so easily to watch other people, watch the competition. The one part, the one thing we're trying to beat is ourselves. Our quest should be always to surpass ourselves, winning and running our race well. Because we know that everyone is special, everyone has certain talents, everyone has certain experiences, tilts, and timing. Everyone has certain timing. So the key is being obsessed towards your goals and surpassing yourself just getting a little bit better every year. And how do you know you're going to be better next year? You do something this year to make next year better. 
Because the principle of cause and effect is always there. We can't change it. You reap what you sow. It is there. So if you just recognize that cause and effect works in sales, we always tell our people, whatever you do right now, the prospecting activity, the work you do right now will show up in a year. I can promise you in one year, what you do right now, what habits you set, what you do for the next year will show its face. And even if you do nothing for the next 12 months, that will show its face as well. So cause and effect is there. It's so important to create the habits and those needle-moving habits that you can get into on a regular basis that will actually make a change towards what you're looking for. And I think in the heart and emotion section, what motivates us to do this is very, very important because you're not going to do it with your head. It's got to come from deeper than your brain. It's got to come from your heart. It's got to come from deep inside for you to really have the obsessive power to do something. And this is why the right input, being around the right people and having the right things in your life to get you pointed in the right direction is so important because something's going to inspire you and me. Something's going to inspire us. And if it can be the right things, then I think we're going to be happier in life. And I found the things that kind of got deep in my soul that inspired me over the years, and they still do, are these things. I'm going to give them to you. Uh, the first thing is is God. When I found my religion, when I found that Holy Spirit, when I found something much bigger and much important and much better than me, that's when I fell in love with something that's great. I fell in love with the right thing. And once you fall in love with something, then you'll do anything for it. And the, one of the biggest messages we talk about in guide culture is no matter what we do, our ministry is to serve and love others. Whatever capacity we do it in is with our talents and passions, which is fine. But at the end of the day, we're really just all serving the same mission. And then from there, I think after that, I got inspired to really do things for my family. I wanted my family to have all the things. I felt accountable as the leader of this family, the spiritual leader, to drive them towards spiritual emotional, physical, and financial health. And I wanted to be in the forefront for them. And that was a driving factor to get up in the middle of the night and go do something. I heard a story about this guy that had some cows, C-O-W-S, cows, and he tried to get his son to go out and feed the cows. And his son just wouldn't do it, didn't want to. It was too cold. It was too early. It was too something. And then the son grew up a little bit, then had his own cow had his own cow to go feed. It wasn't his dad's. It was now his. And when he had his own cow, it was never too early. It was never too cold. It was never too hot. It was never too anything because he had a deeper reason to go do that. And that's the way I feel about the family. Once you, you know, once you take God in, then you get the family and then you have a deeper reason, you'll do anything. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how early or how late. You'll go do it because there's something there that's important to you to go do it. And then to do that, if I want to feed them and do all these things, I must really take care of my customers well because my customers can find someone else tomorrow. So every day I have to earn their trust and likability because I am taking care of their needs. Once I fulfill that serve and love to the customers, then they will pay me appreciation. They'll pay me fees for what I do, but I first have to serve them in the right way for the right reason for all that to happen. So that will eventually take care of the family if I do it the right way for the right reasons. And then the the next two things are ambition 
and fear of failure. And for me, honestly, I have maybe a little bit of ambition, but I think my ambition comes from the drive to take care of someone else, the family. But the fear of failure is a major motivating factor for me. Because once you're out there and it's do or die and it's all on you and you have to do it, the thought of what would happen if you failed is too big. Failure is just too dangerous, so that gives you the drive to move really, really hard towards whatever it is. So for me personally, a motivating factor is the fear of failure. It just is, and that's okay because that drives me to stay focused on the goal. And if you do all these things and do things for the right reasons, you understand the cause and effect, you're doing the work, you're earning, you're earning your way into whatever it is that you're doing, then I think we can get lucky. We have a chance to get lucky. And we believe that luck is the intersection of preparation and opportunity. If you prepare and do the work and then the opportunity shows itself and you know what to do with it, you're ready to do something with it. That's what luck is. The opportunities will be there. Luck will only show up if you prepared for that opportunity. So I want to close the loop on one thing. We talk a lot about be and do and have. We truly believe that you have to be the right person, do the right things, and then you can have the things in life you want. That's a Zig Ziglar quote, and it's a beautiful quote. And if you think about it, and if you really apply it, talking about cause and effect, it is true. You have to first be the right person. That's where you get your mind and your body and your spirit right to do the right things. It takes the input, and it's always growing and improving yourself to be the person that other people want to do business with or that other people want to be around, that other people want to associate with, being the right person. Then you have to go out and do the things. Now, do the things is all the things that it takes to accomplish the goals that you're after. And we think that the Guide Culture Program, the training program, gives you a great framework to do all the things. We give you the mindset, the hard set, the trustability, likability phase, and the skill and techniques around everything in life and doing business. And once you learn how to do all this to close and to win at what you want to win at, then you're doing the things. You be the things, you do the things, then you have. But here's where closing the loop is. What are the things in life that you want? What is it that you and I really want to have? I mean, can we really have Things, I mean, what if you have this big mansion out on the beach? Do you really have the thing that you're after? Is that really what you want? What do you want to have? You got to be, you got to do, then you can have the things in life that you want. And here's where the loop closes. The things that we want to have is a heart of gratitude for all things. Because once we come gracious and have gratitude and thankfulness for what we have, for who we are, then we do have everything in life that we want. So be the right person, do the right things, and then you can have the things. If you do all that hard work and earn all this stuff, and to have the fact that you have become the right person, that's really what you want. So be, do, have is a great mindset, and I'm just trying to get to close the loop on what the have part of this is. The have is really internal. Many people talk about the things in life that you want or things, areas in life that we need to be considerate of. Or, and I'm going to go with the seven that Zig Ziglar talks about. Uh, he talks about the, the things in life are, that we all want are family, personal, fate, physical, friends, financial, and career. And I think you could pick however you want to pick them. 
that those seven are just fine. They're fine to work with. And as long in, in the career side of things, as long as you're doing these things, you always want to be in a noble and genuine in your cause. If from the internal perspective, you're doing whatever is noble and genuine, then that is going to be in the right career path. And you have to continue to invest and reinvest in your business and or yourself. You have to continue to work on yourself because you are the CEO and you've got to improve your value on a regular basis. Guide culture is a great place to begin or to in the middle of or any time to work on yourself. It doesn't matter who you are. You should be in here taking this course. There's no question about it. And you want to organize if you're in business and delegate the five functions of a business. Recognize that there are five functions of a business. I learned this through E-Myth. Uh, Zig Ziglar talks about it. And these are accurate. You have sales and you have marketing. Those are two distinct, different functions of business. We talk a lot about sales and guide culture. Uh, operations, whatever you do is a function. Administration is a function. And leadership is a function. The leader has to evangelize the message all the time. They just do. If you don't evangelize the spirit of your organization, then who's going to? Who's going to lead your people towards seeing that they're in a noble cause because that's what brings the good work is that noble work. So reflect on yourself. Here's a practice. Reflect on yourself. Give yourself a grade from one to 10 in each area. One is family. Number two is personal. Number three is fate. Four is physical. Five is friends. Six is career. And seven is financial. And on each one of those, give yourself a grade from zero to 10 and see where you're doing well and see where you could use some improvement and then set some, you know, some standards and some habits up to work towards those improvements. And uh, I love vision boards to create a vision board, see a picture of things you really want. Remember, it's an obsession. It's more than just, oh, I'd like to have that. If you wanted enough to make a picture of it and keep it in front of you and you become obsessed over it, then you're likely going to get there. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Guide Culture Podcast. It's amazing how so much of our life is determined by the way we see it, our perspective, our attitude. And it's amazing how our minds can change our whole life just the way we do things and see things. This is why it's so important to work on ourselves from the inside out in order to build that confidence and personal value.